Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast born of you telling your friend, you should really check this out, them saying, oh yeah, man, I'll do that, and then it never happening. I am your co-host, Brand. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Scott, hello. Hello, hello. You got coffee in you yet? I, I have it right next to me right now. Okay. Just started sipping on it. Let's get you a little amped up here. We're here today <laughs> to talk about something that maybe never sleeps. Never sleeps. We're here to talk about Lady Gaga. We're here to talk about the fame. Before we dive into anything here, Scott, your familiarity with Lady Gaga. I'm sure you heard some of the hits. Yeah, there was like three or four off this record that I've heard that we'll get into. Yeah. So this isn't a complete surprise to you at all. Well, some of it is. Some of it. There, There is. Go, okay, going into this, I'm. this is me. I'm setting up to have to defend Lady Gaga for the next hour or so. so that's where <laughs> I'm at. Gotcha. And I'm just saying that there, it will be hard for me to hear you say anything negative. So I'm going to try my best to refrain because the whole motto we have here is that everybody has their own opinions and that's fine. I'm going to yeah. have a problem letting your opinions rest is what's going to happen. That's, oh, gotcha. that's what's going to happen. If, if they are not well, aligned with mine, I'm going to have some problems. As you say, how do you know my opinions aren't positive? I don't yet. And I, I was thinking yeah. about it. We had some positive leeway with the Human League, which is very electro, very poppy. We uh-huh. had some success with some female vocalists, with some Casey Musgraves, with some Chanel Monet's, what have you. So I was thinking yeah. there could be some positives. And then listening to the record, I could see where you're not having some positives potentially, but we'll get there. That's not right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Give me some notes. Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Wow. And Stephanie is not spelled the way you think it would be. It is S-T-E-F-A-N-I. Of course. She can't have anything normal. Born March 28th, 1986, known professionally as Lady Gaga is an American singer, songwriter, and actress. Yeah. She did Oh, she did that movie that everybody went nuts for with uh, Bradley Cooper, right? The, it's the fourth time it was made, I think. Oh, is it really? I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, like Streisand did it. That was the name of it? 1937, maybe, was the first one. I think 37 may have wow. been the first one. Starring Janet Gaynor. 
Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. I don't know those names at all. Me neither. But 1937, a budget of 1.2 million made 2.37 million. Shit. That's crazy. It won the best original story at the Academy Awards. In 37? How old are the Oscars? The 10th were hold, held 1938, so 28. Wow. By the way, best picture at the 1938 Academy Awards, The Life of Emile Zola. So there we go. The Everybody great, knows what that is. Great flick. What a tangent we went on. Let's get back to the lady in question. <laughs> Let's do it. Born to an upper middle class family and brought up on the upper west side of Manhattan, Gaga from age 11 attended a private all girls Roman Catholic school. Oh, okay. That explains a a few things. I think (laughs) she considered herself a misfit and was mocked for, quote, being either too provocative or too eccentric. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Gaga began playing piano at age four when her mother insisted she become a, quote, cultured young woman. Oh, my. (laughs) At four. Yeah, at four, because you got to set up that future (laughs) at age four. She took lessons and practiced through childhood, and she learned to to create music by ear, preferring it to reading music. She said she doesn't like reading music. She prefers to create music by ear. I've heard that from a few people. And I never really, I I don't know how to read music. I like, give me a chord and I can play a G. I can play a D. You would go to the G Uh, strings, God. I don't know why you're going. This is a Gaga record, so I see why we're getting sexy. You're going right to the G strings. (laughs) That was, that was unintentional. Gaga's parents enrolled her in the, in creative art camps. She played open mic nights as a teenager. She played the lead roles of Adelaide in Guys and Dolls and Philia in A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum in high school. I don't know either so she's of those. Been, she's been in the arts. They're both plays. They're not musicals. She's been in the arts. She's doing the thing. She's performing. She's out there exploring culture, if you will, I guess. Yeah, she's becoming a cultured young woman. <laughs> yes. At age 17, <laughs> Gaga gained early admission to the Collaborative Arts Project 21, a music school at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. Okay. So she got into NYU's art school at 17 sweet is that supposed to be like a college yeah it's it's a the tisch school is an art school like part of nyu all right yeah i don't know anything about that after studying music for two years she withdrew from school to work on her music career dropping out so in the second half of her second semester i believe she said i'm gonna go do music that's what you do when you go to art school you're just like you know what (laughs) i'm privileged enough to get this in let's drop out in 2005, Gaga recorded two songs with Melly Mel. What? For an audiobook accompanying Crit- Cricket Casey's children's novel, The Portal in the Park. Okay. Wow. So Gaga and Melly Mel. Just doing it for kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so That wild. was just a fun fact. I don't really have much surrounding that. Other than that, it was just a fun fact. No, that's, that's funny. Gaga met and started dating producer Rob Fasari, and together they established a company called Team Love Child LLC to promote her career, sending electropop tracks to music industry executives. Okay, so she started dating a producer. Yes. Well, they 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 worked together first, and then they eventually dated for a little bit. Oh, okay. Time, gotcha. Gotcha. Def Jam signed her in September 2006, and then dropped her three months later. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that's rough. I thought we were going to have a through line from Beastie Boys into Lady Gaga, but nope. <laughs> no, the only through line is our episodes. That's it. You're right, that's it. <laughs> Gaga started doing neo-burlesque shows, which according to her, represented freedom. Oh, wow. Okay. She met performance artist Lady Starlight, who helped her with her onstage persona. They began performing mm. together, billed as, quote, the ultimate pop burlesque rock show a tribute to 1970s variety acts. What? That was <laughs> that was a thing that was needed? This Lady Starlight is apparently like a big like performer. I'm, I imagine the burlesque scene. I did just a tiny bit of research on her, but she was instrumental in Gaga's like persona. Yeah. Well, I mean, starting with the name. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, did, was she Lady Gaga before she met Lady Starlight? It was actually the producer, Rob Fasari, who started calling her Lady Gaga after the song uh, Radio Gaga. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Having initially focused on avant-garde electronic dance music, she began to Uh. incorporate pop melodies and glam rock style of David Bowie and Queen. Okay. Mm. That's That's a difficult pill to swallow there. I mean, her style is absolutely Bowie influenced. I mean, like the, the the album cover, of this alone is you could say is Bowie influenced. It's just a close up of her face, like diamond encrusted glasses. That's Bowie, man. Half the face, it's like the lightning bolt. That's Bowie. I'm not about here to say <laughs> okay. that, that Bowie is not a uh, an influence to Gaga's style. Not gonna happen. Gotcha. <laughs> In 2007, Gaga signed a Streamline Records, an imprint of Interscope. Having served as an apprentice songwriter during an internship, she struck a musical publishing deal with Sony ATV, and as a result, she was hired to write songs for Britney Spears, New Kids on the Block, Fergie, and the Pussycat Dolls. Really? That's interesting. Wait. Wrote, like, new songs for New Kids on the Block? Did they put out a record in the last 20 years? This would have been early thousands, early mid-thousands, so yeah, I believe they put a record out in there. I... I don't recall that happening. They've had a couple reunions, I think. I know they did a tour because I I joked with Emily about her going because I think New Kids on the Block was her first concert ever. And I joked, I remember them going on tour and being like, we should we should go. Or I mean, you should go and I should stay home. Yeah, but who's on that ticket? Because there might be somebody good on that ticket. Like who There's nobody good on that ticket. Wait, did Backstreet Boys open for New Kids on the Block? At one point, I feel like they did. A, I mean, maybe, co-headlining. No, no way, no way for a reunion tour because Backstreet Boys. Is, and this may be my age talking, but I fa- I mean, I get that new kids were the biggest thing on the planet for a time. Backstreet yeah. Boys were the biggest thing on the planet for, I think, even longer. Oh, it very <laughs> but, well could be. I just like I might be misremembering things. There's a possibility. I don't know. But there has there there's definitely I'm trying to think of some people to put on that ticket, but none of them work time period wise. <laughs> like right. yeah, Bell Biv DeVoe, I guess, but who's really clamoring for that? Nobody's there for that. No, there was a co headlining tour between New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys. I mean, they called it that, but let's In be real. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, let's be real though. Like Backstreet Boys closed every night, right? Like there's maybe oh, in the probably. new kids' hometown. Probably, but that's that, like that's probably the one I told Emily she should go to. At Interscope, Akon was impressed with her singing ability when she sang a reference vocal for one of the tracks in his studio. Friggin' Akon. 
So like Akon's always had this relationship with Interscope. So Akon convinced Jimmy Iovine to form a joint deal by also having Lady Gaga signed to his label, Con Live. Oh, okay. And Akon saw Lady Gaga as his like franchise player. <laughs> like that's going to be like, he's going to build his record label around her more. Oh, wow. Okay. Despite securing a record deal, Lady Gaga said that some of the radio stations found her music too, quote, racy, dance-oriented, and underground. So there's a bunch of radio stations that wouldn't play her music because of that. Because, yeah, I get it. She replied to these criticisms by saying, quote, My name is Lady Gaga. I've been on the music scene for years, and I'm telling you, this is what's next. Oh, wow. She's like, get on the wagon, or you're going to miss out. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, okay, you guys want to play. I I know what's happening, so good luck. Wow. Good for her. Very strong-willed. By 2008, Gaga relocated to L.A. and set up her own creative team called the House of Gaga, H-O-U-S, modeled on Andy Warhol's The Factory. So, like, it was modeled after the whole thing. You know, Andy Warhol, obviously Andy Warhol had some influence here also. With her yeah, eccentricity, so. as we mentioned. Right. The Fame is the debut studio album by Lady Gaga, released August 19th, 2008. Okay. Musically, The Fame is electropop, synth pop, and dance pop that displays influences from 1980s music. Yes, there's some of that in my notes. We will talk about on individual tracks. Lyrically, it visualizes Gaga's love of fame in general, while also dealing with subjects such as love, sex, money, drugs, and sexual identity. Yep, it does all that. It was reissued as a deluxe version, The Fame Monster, in November 2009. Okay, so she put out a a deluxe. The album peaked at number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 in January 2010, beaten out by, do you have any guesses at all? I have no idea. Which, by the way, no think about that. It it came out August 08. It I, that's what peak. I was just doing the math in my head. Yeah, yeah. It, it it peaked two years later. Yeah. That's why there's five singles on it, because they kept pumping yeah. these singles out. Yeah, right. That's crazy. And at this point, you have to, you have to say, Lady Gaga wasn't wrong. It's what's next. Yeah, right. It was definitely next, uh, two years down the line. The one album that beat her out. On the Billboard charts. Susan Boyle's I Dreamed a Dream. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know how much of a specific time you need to have to that beat you out? Yeah, that's so pinpoint. She got huge on, what was it, uh, America's Got Talent, maybe? Or one of those shows? One of those those shows, yeah. The album topped the Dance Electronic Albums chart for 175 non-consecutive weeks, most all time. Okay. It has since been certified six times platinum, was the fifth selling highest record of 09. Combine it with the sales of the Fame Monster, and the album has sold over 18 million copies worldwide since August 2019. Well, wow. t- no, up to August 2019. Gotcha. That's crazy. So, like, 11 years with the Fame and the Fame Monster, it sold over 18 million copies. Just sales on top of, of sales on top of sales. <laughs> So as I mentioned, The Fame was released August of 08. So I got some other records here from August of 08. Okay. We may run into a situation where we recognize quite a bit of these. Oh. And that it'll become apparent why once we get there. Sure. On August 5th, we have the self-titled Connor Oberst by Connor Oberst. Okay. I'm trying I don't I don't think I know that solo record from him. 
I know I don't. Even though most of his records are solo records. <laughs> Even as Bright Eyes, the, the majority of everything is him. Yeah, I I always thought Bright Eyes was a full band that he was a part of. And then he went and did some solo stuff. Never thought, never never knew that Bright Eyes was still just him. Just basically him. Yeah. <laughs> also on August 5th, and there is a fun situation here, because there are some records here that I was absolutely listening to the same exact time I was listening to this record. Oh, we have Norma Jean's The Anti-Mother. I love this record. I watched them play a lot of these tracks at Warp Tour this year or the year after this year. They played a lot of Anti-Mother tracks. Man, was I into that. Yeah. Just Norma Jean, Lady Gaga, back to back in the whip. Pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, perfect <laughs> together. Blend right in. This one was also on rotation. Also August 5th, Hawthorne Heights, Fragile Future. Oh, Yeah. We I we talked about that one. My favorite Hawthorne Heights record. I think it might be my favorite one too. Or Skeletons. I always go back and forth on those. But yeah, super, super good record. This one sounds like one that would have been more on rotation for you. August 5th, mm. still, the Smoking Popes stay down. Stay down? I don't know Stay Down. Did I know they even came out with an 08 record? I need to look up this cover art because I might have a new record to listen to this week. Wow, they got a lot more records uh, that came out than I knew of. I know their 11 record, but not their 08 record. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's something for me to check out. Yeah. (laughs) Moving past August 5th, here we hit August 12th, and we have the album a little bit longer by the Jonas Brothers. Oh. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I, nope, don't really know anything about them. I've watched two documentaries on the Jonas Brothers, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just it, doing my alphabetical watch through the Disney Plus, and there were two J's because I'm on P. So there were some mm. Jonas Brothers, like live concerts. And there's one where I don't know which one it is because they all look like different fonts of the same person. <laughs> but one, one of the brothers like does a does like a mic stand trick and it was honestly i i, my, my, I don't know if the bar was so low but oh, no. i saw this mic stand trick and i was like oh my god that's amazing he's there look at this they're put on a hell of a show so that's like funny. they at least caught me up with the documentary i guess there you go coming out on august 19th the 59 sound by the gaslight anthem yes that one's definitely on the list for you i love that record that thing's amazing. we got we got one you were listening to for sure also on august 19th self-titled dance gavin dance i never got into them i've tried quite a few times and i I, it just doesn't hit me right i guess i don't know maybe i just wasn't in the right mindset it's always a possibility yeah i think i tried once but it was like more recent and it just didn't they didn't do anything i think it was when i was really up on idola i think like people were saying they were kind of similar and it really I mean, I'd rather listen to Idola. Also on August 19th, and now is where you'll realize, oh, we've definitely not only been in this year before, we've mm-hmm. been in this month before because oh, we've no. covered a record on this list. August 19th, Continent, The Acacia Strain. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we were right so, in this month before. We've been here. So let's go and look at this. I was listening. So Lady Gaga, <laughs> yeah. Continent, Norma yeah. Jean. That's yeah. what I was had on rotation at this point. And that Hawthorne right. Heights record. Not as much as the other three. But yep. Wow. 
Also on August 19th, Family Force 5, Dance or Die. Do you remember Family Force 5 getting super hot for a very short period of time? No. I don't even think I know who that is. They closed out Warp Tour one year. That's how big they were. They closed out Warp Tour. Did they really? That was after that's what that was after I stopped going to Warp Tour. Like they were the you know how they always have like that one big final act that does like the quote unquote like encore. Like there's always that one giant yeah. act at the end where that was them. Like there was oh, a wow. voting thing where it was between them or under oath, and they won. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. I can't recall crazy. if they were like super Christian or not, but it was that, thinking back now, they think they feel like industry plants. They do. They really feel like it was an industry <laughs> band getting forced into the right. scene is what it feels. Also on August 19th, Straight Line Stitch put out When Skies Wash Wash Ashore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about them before, but I saw I think them. if we have it was only been in like this like uh hey this this record came out oh yeah i've heard that right yeah i saw them play a festival it might have been mayhem fest and i met the band afterwards after their set and had like a cd signed by them and they were super nice like uh the lead the the vocalist uh she she was taking pictures and hugging on everybody and like super friendly they were great i don't even remember how I came across this record, but I definitely had to download it on my iPod and listen to it. But I don't I don't know how I learned of it. Don't know where I heard. No, no <laughs> I didn't. Just popped out of nowhere. On August 26th, we have Slipknot. All hope is gone. Mm. It's hard to have opinions about Slipknot records sometimes. Not me. Because I'm on record. I, I'm on record. Yeah. There's one good Slipknot record. It's Iowa. The rest can take a long walk off a short pier. I don't care. I think I like the majority of All Hope is Gone. I'd have to go back and listen, though. They all get lumped in together, and I can't pick the singles out. So it's... uh, I think I liked All Hope is Gone, the majority of it, though. I think. That makes one of us. August 26th. This guy... I can acknowledge that it's not great. I can acknowledge that it's not, like, amazingly skilled. It's not the best you've ever heard. But there's such a nostalgia for me with this guy's voice that I will listen to anything he does. And even if I don't agree with 98% of what he's talking about, we have the record Sacrificial Lambs with a Z by, in your neck of the woods, Eshawn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Nah. I listened to so much Eshawn as a young teen. Man. Yeah. That that's about when it hits. There's, that's about when he hits. <laughs> There's so much nostalgia built into it. I hear his voice now, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'll listen to this." And then the last one I have, August 30th, "Lost in the Sound of Separation" by Under Oath. Oh, okay. I only listened to like one or two Under Oath records. I don't. I don't know. I don't even recognize the album cover when I saw it. I said, "Oh, cool, hmm. a 2008 <laughs> Under Oath record." I guess this record is why Family Force Five beat you out to close Warp. <laughs> So moving on to the charts. Here we go. The Billboard 200 week of August 23rd, 2008. I didn't go and hunt down when this peaked at number two, two years later. I chose to right, choose the charts. That's so crazy. At number five, the Carter three, Lil Wayne. Hey, I was so in that on was that on one. heavy rotation. That was on heavy rotation. That, I was in on that one. I listened to that one driving Lucas around in the car when he was a baby and couldn't fall asleep chowing on mcdonald's and then the record you put on to keep him awake 
at number four, Rock and Roll Jesus by Kid Rock. No, never touched Also it. your neck of the woods. Also your neck of the woods. Unfortunately. He had he had like investment in one of the restaurants downtown Clarkston. And they had like a big badass beer, like made out of wood logo thing, like on the wall until badass beer went out of business and they took it down. I think he was actually on an episode of uh, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives with Guy Fieri <laughs> doing Man. doing that restaurant. And then they went to his brewery. I don't think the world can survive if those two sunglasses, I didn't, they just get too close. Like if, but they, if they're both wearing sunglasses, <laughs> that, you, yeah. the world can't have that. The world cannot survive <laughs> Guy Fieri and Kid Rock sunglasses being in the same room. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was an eclipse at that time. Yeah, that's wild. There was a black hole started right there. <laughs> yeah. At number three on the Billboard 200, "Love on the Inside" by Sugarland. Nope, nope. I know who Sugarland is, but yeah, try. country country group. That's all I know. At number two, Breakout, Miley Cyrus. Oh, okay. Emily's favorite. That's, it's kind of like in between the bangers, tongue stuck out, Miley, and the Hannah Montana Miley. Like, she was trying to figure out what she was. Hannah oh, Montana gotcha. may have still been on. I know reruns were probably still on, but I'm not 100% sure right. of that timeline. And the number one Billboard 200 record, week of August 23rd, 2008, Mamma Mia soundtrack. Oh, Wow. You were I down for it. that one. Yeah. I love it. I love the movie. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. I love ABBA. I'm in for all yeah, of it. You sure do. Love it. You love it. So I have five long ones here, and I'm going to read them all through. This is a crazy chart situation where all five of these feel like very, di- well, okay. They don't all feel like very different records because three of them kind of feel like the same record, but you'll see what I mean. Oh, okay. And also, I forgot to write down what number on the charts they are, so I just have how long they were on the charts. Oh, that's, that's fine. We, yeah. It's enough information. It's lower. At 100 probably. weeks, Continuum by John Mayer. Mm-hmm. At 113 weeks, 1X by Three Days Grace. Okay. At 121 weeks, 15 by Buck Cherry. Oof. At 125 weeks, Flyleaf's self-titled record, Flyleaf. Okay. And at 149 weeks, all the right reasons by Nickelback. They all sound similar. Like that is specific to that time. I bet to the anybody time, who had anybody who had one of those records had multiple of those records. Like had two or three of those at least. I don't think there's a huge amount of crossover between John Mayer and all the rest. That might be the only one that that is an outlier. And that was the one I had. I think the Flyleaf record's a bit of an outlier. I did, I never I didn't listen to that Flyleaf record. I'm gonna imagine this is heavy when you were anti female vocalist. Is my guess. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there just wasn't any female vocalists that were like in my wheelhouse at all. Well, no, because I was listening to Straight Line Stitch. But that seems that seems incidental. That seems like you showed up <laughs> and they were good. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that that could be it. But that Flyleaf record was a scene record and. I feel like they even tricked the scene because it wasn't until years later that we all realized how Christian they were. Like, it was like, oh my God, how didn't we see oh, are they? I didn't know that. Crazy. Crazy. If you listen to it now, like, I yeah. can feel it all around me. She's talking about God. She's talking about God oh. and Jesus' love. So moving on to the Billboard Hot 100, week of August 23rd, 2008. Let's do it. 
At number five, Paper Planes, MIA. Oh, that was a big, remember big that track. Song? That was a huge track. That yeah, it was. At number four, Take a Bow, Rihanna. I don't remember that one. And you would think if I knew if if I knew Paper Planes, I should know that Rihanna track, but I don't. At number three, I Kissed a Girl, Katy Perry. Oh, yeah, that was huge, too. At number two, Forever by Chris Brown. Are we allowed to talk about him again now or no? I'd rather not. Okay. We stand We stand with Riri. Oh, forever. Number one, Disturbia by Rihanna. <laughs> there she is. Right on top. She had two, two in top five. Two in the top five. Yeah. And the longest on the Hot 100 at 41 weeks, still sitting at number 47, Love Song by Sarah Barry Ellis. Oh, okay. You know the song? I don't remember that track, though. Write you a love song. Asked for it. Something. Something like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Was that close? Yeah, yeah. It close. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was about um, the, the record industry saying that she needed uh, like a poppy hit, a love song. So she just and wrote that. And that's the one that blew and up. And then it blew up. <laughs> so, Scott. Yeah. The fame is, well, we listened to the international version. Which okay. is 15 tracks, 54 minutes, one second. The only difference between this and the regular, quote, standard U.S. version is one mm-hmm. track because it's 14 tracks, 50 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, disco, oh. disco Disco Lover, di- whatever the Disco Heaven was the track that was added on the inter- quote unquote international edition. It's like the iTunes edition. Oh, OK. Gotcha. So we just listened to one extra track that wasn't needed, but we'll see how that works. So, Scott. Okay. Let's start this thing. Lady Gaga, first track. Yeah. Just Dance, featuring Colby O'Donis. I know this song. It's a freaking bop. Her voice when she's letting loose is pretty fantastic. I actually really dig this song up until after the rap and before the final chorus. It just doesn't really fit quite right to me. Okay. The rapping was okay. It was club rapping. (laughs) Yes. The chorus is gold, though. It is. And it it really takes you away with it. It's, it'll be okay. Yeah. Just dance. Just dance. Yeah. Uh, Th- this being the opener for the record helps the record for me a lot, I think. Like, when I when I first experienced it, I was like, oh, no, I can get into this. Yeah, there's no other way this record could open than with that huge... It's an anthem. Just gigantic, too. It was a huge single. I remember it playing all over the place. I th- Was this the first single off the record? I think this was the first I heard of Lady Gaga. That was April 8th. 2008 this was her first video too so this was the first time i saw her and uh yeah crazy house party lady gaga i love the track i'm i'm got, we're starting off strong i like it i like where we're starting yeah. off i'm all right with it. <laughs> so let's let's not think about that too much let's move on to track two love game oof not a fan of the spoken word rap thing she has going on in this one when she sings okay. it's actually really great but overall, this one doesn't do it for me. Lyrically, there's nothing clever going on, and it just kind of turns me off. There's a lot of, I was hoping, and it, it still may be true, like you may have just been in it for this one, but I was hoping that you could mm. turn that knob of yours that I need these lyrics down a little bit, because this yeah. feels a lot less like lyric-based and more like just feel-based. But I, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. She's heavy on the sexy time throughout this entire record. Yeah, and you are uncomfortable with sexy times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and her vocals 
her vocal style changes up a lot, kind of song to song. And that kind of set me off a little bit. Like just like I wasn't it, it not being steady kind of made me, I don't want to say feel uncomfortable, but like it just, it, I didn't have a, a pocket to get into. Like I just kind of, Okay. Bounced back and forth. It and was some of it that was weird. could be songwriting choice, and some of that could be production choice. I think also for sure, or it could be her sound. her artistry showing mm-hmm. different showing at different times. But we're two tracks in, and they were both singles. So, oh, Love Game was a single. Love Game was a single released March twenty third, two thousand nine, as a single. Okay, yeah, I di- I didn't so, recognize this one at all. So five months after the record came out, they put out Love Game as a single. That okay. shit doesn't happen. Interesting. Anymore. No, usually singles pop off before the record comes out. Moving on to track number three, uh, one I'm sure you've heard, Paparazzi. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I know this track too. Never really having paid any attention to it, it's okay. But man, this is on par with every breath you take by the police. In what manner? As far as like the creepiness goes. Like this is a, this okay. is nightmare fuel. Yeah. This, is, yes. <laughs> this is just creepy. But her voice is fantastic in it. This video was a big one for me. This and another track that we'll talk about, and I'll mention it when we get there. There were two videos mm-hmm. that were on. I felt like every morning at the same exact time, I was working as a custodian in the high school that I graduated from. And I would wake up and turn the TV on and Lady Gaga would be playing those two. And it was just like, OK, good morning. Good morning, miss. I'm, <laughs> I'm here, my lady. Right. I'm trying to get to work. Here we go. I don't recall this video at all. Interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the video. You may have been off of music videos. Man. I don't know how you saw the Just Dance video, if I'm being honest. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen the Just Dance video. I don't. Oh, you haven't? I've seen that oh. one and the, the Poker Face video. Those two, I recall. Poker Face is the but other one that I had that, that I was watching in the morning. By the pool with the... Didn't she have a tiger in that or something like that? Or was it just a big <laughs> dog? There's some kind of animal. I'm not here to speculate. Yeah, there's, there's a big animal she was like leaning on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, moving on to track four. Here we go. Poker face. Uh, I know this one as well. It's a banger. I covered it before. I think the video might st- like my video might still be on YouTube. I've never really been a fan of that bridge, though. She has this okay. thing where like every song she does a musical switch up that like is either great or it just feels completely off. And on Just Dance and on Poker Face, they're great songs. And then that bridge happens. And I'm like, what are we doing here? I wonder how much of that is club music based. Because you got to think, yeah. you, you, you change up the bass a bit, change up and then draw back into it. Like, I feel like that's right. a club thing. It could be. And that could be, I don't know, like what doesn't get me just because I'm not a I'm not a club dude. I think I've been to a club once. And I probably no, stepped you're, a toe you're in a and club then left. Dude. You're a club dude from way back. You've been, you don't leave the clubs. You, you, from you too far back. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Lady Gaga has confirmed recently, I guess, in comparison to when the record came out, mm-hmm. what Poker Face meant. It's always been speculated on. It's always been like fans would talk about it. the monsters, which is what Lady Gaga fans are called, the little monsters. Oh, okay. They've yeah. always speculated on what Poker Face meant. And she came out recently at a show. And said that, no, Poker Face, yeah, it's it's because I'm bisexual when it's about thinking about women when I'm having sex with men. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, there's like a couple other other meanings, but that's definitely one of them. Absolutely one of them. And that's amazing. Yeah. Well, good for her. So moving on to track five. 
AA, nothing else I could say. An 80s style reggae song? This is a wild switch up, but I'm kind of here for it. It's super sweet and beachy feeling. I really do kind of dig this one. Cherry, cherry, boom, boom. Oh, I Every time I hear the words cherry, every time I hear the words boom, that goes, that happens in my head. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah, this one surprised me quite a bit. Like I, I wasn't expecting that kind of switch up after Poker Face at all. Yeah, it's weird because I, I could see when I, when I listen to these and try to think about what you're going to think while you're listening, mm-hmm. I'm listening and I thought, well, he might like the hits, but he might not like the hits. And then when this is like the first one kind of after hit, but I, I guess I didn't know you didn't know love game. So I would just assume yeah. that you would, you would have had hit, hit, hit unknown. That sounds like this. I was, I was yeah. worried because it is a completely different. Style. Yeah, it really but is. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I'm not going to question when you enjoy these things. Adam, <laughs> just so we're clear. I'm not sure. going to dig any deeper. I'm not going to scrap scrape that 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 scab off. We're going to continue. Yeah. To number six. Beautiful, dirty, dirty, rich, rich, dirty, dirty, beautiful. Oh man, this one just does not work for me. I know yeah, nothing I, I about being beautiful or dirty rich, and I'm not a huge fan of parties. On a personality level, I can't get down with this one. Like I don't even want to be that way. This feels like a spoiled rich girl anthem, like a track that cheerleaders would all jam in their Jeeps with the top and doors off on the way to the beach or something. Hard pass on this one. Or something an 18-year-old was blaring in his 98 Cadillac DeVille (laughs) with 20-inch rims on it with all the windows open. Because that's what I was doing. And I think you're missing there. There's another comma in there. It's not beautiful, dirty, rich. It's beautiful, dirty and rich. It's three. It's not dirty. Rich. It's dirty is one of the adjectives. You you were so uncomfortable with that. You just lumped it in with dirty rich. Yeah, no. Yeah, it it didn't work for me either way. I mean, take a shower. It might be a different kind of dirty. I could have told you this (laughs) one from a mile away that this wasn't going to be one that you were getting down. Yeah, no, this one is not it. Moving on to track seven, the fame. I feel like we've taken a turn and I instantly want off this road. There's something <laughs> interesting as far as sounds go in here, but wow, do I not feel this lyrically. Yeah, and there we go. Lyr- lyrically. I know. I, I can't. I don't connect with a lot of lyrics, but they sound fun to me for the most part. So I'm just in. It's it's also I, like how I like West Side Gun and I like the opulence and you don't like that. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's it. Maybe that's where we differ is the rich feeling. And for those of you taking notes at home, I've successfully now referenced West Side Gun in comparison to every artist on the planet now that I've now that I've done it with Lady Gaga. Right. That's it. Yeah, I just like I can't live in that fantasy world. I don't know. Suck me in and it's fun. I love it. Right. Yeah. You dig it. Moving on to track eight. Money, honey. Oh no. <laughs> that's it. Moving on to that, track nine. <laughs> For every Every Midwestern mom's favorite rapper, Starstruck God. featuring Flo Rida <laughs> and Space Cowboy. Uh, winning me back a little with this 80s kind of throwback track. It's enjoyable, especially after that last couple of tracks. Not a huge Flo Rida guy at all, but he's here and unoffensive. That That is a, a very true statement. <laughs> we can't, yeah. can't overlook that. Yeah, that's yeah, he's very inoffensive. Absolutely. Yeah. 
He just, he's there. He does his thing. He does his club rapping thing. He does what Flo Rida does and what people who listen to Flo Rida love, I assume, I guess. I guess. Moving on to track 10. Boys, boys, boys. I just clapped on the mic. I apologize. I was very excited. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. Uh, I guess Motley Crue gave us girls, girls, girls. So why can't Lady Gaga give us boys, boys, boys? Let's go see the killers and make out in the bleachers is a fun line. There are fun lines in here. You just for yeah. you, you would have to tre- tread water around the rest of the stuff that you're not trying to. Get right. Into. Yeah, it's a pretty OK track. Kind of uh, kind of had me a little bit. It was fun. So after a, a little dip, we had a couple that you were like, OK, all right. Yeah, she's she's winning me back a little bit. Track 11. Paper gangsta. Lady Gaga taking a stab at a no scrubs esque kind of track. It's not bad, but yeah, I, I prefer TLC's version. Uh, it is catchy as hell, though, and I really didn't mind it. Okay, Th- I was a little worried about this one because there are levels of the club rap and the the kind of spoken word rapping thing that Lady Gaga does. Yeah. I thought it was either going to hit with you or really mess with you. She really kind of borders that a lot like she does her spoken word and club rap thing and like sometimes it hits and sometimes it like completely misses me but i started kind of looking past it a little bit or trying to after the the beautiful dirty rich and the fame i i had to open myself up to other things you were searching for a buoy and that wonderful (laughs) messy wet sea of gaga you were just looking for a buoy. <laughs> just anything. Moving on to track 12, Brown Eyes. Kind of knew what I was going to get with those opening beats. I dig this little ballad feel, but she has this very theatrical touch to her voice on this one, sounding a bit too Liza Minnelli or Bette Midler for me. Give me her normal vocals on this and I'd be all about it. I love it. I love it. Here's you, the thing. Yeah. As a person with brown eyes. I feel like there's no songs written about us. Brown eyed girl. I, there isn't. I don't need to hear that. I, have, again. I don't need to I hear have that brown again. eyes too. So when listening to this in my car alone, thinking Lady Gaga is talking about me, Scott, I will just <laughs> put both my both my elbows on the dash and rest my chin on my hands and just stare off <laughs> in, in, into the sky. And just this is my this is like my fantasy world that I live in. And this is it. I love this. I love this track so much. It Yeah. I, I may get emotional listening to it sometimes, which feels crazy. It really feels crazy, but that I love funny. this track so much. It's a good one. It's one of the better ones off the record. I, I'm a big fan of it. When I thought of giving you this record, I thought, if anything, Brown Eyes might be one thing that you could hear because there is a little, it's a little more instrument driven, even though there is a yeah. backbeat, but there there's like that little lick in it, that little guitar lick. So I figured mm-hmm. maybe he might get something, but yeah. I'm glad there's other things you found. Yeah. So moving on to a track that, oh boy, you cannot like this. I like it rough. <laughs> uh, more 80s vibes on this one. Not too much to say uh-huh. about it. I mean, uh-huh. if she's wondering why she likes it rough, so are we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, you want to talk about it more? You want to dive into the lyrics? Or... <laughs> no, I think, I'm, I think I'm good on the lyrics. All right. You you want me to read through them and we'll break this thing down? No. I mean, I think I think we're good. I think we're good. It's up to you. (laughs) Moving on to track 14, Summer Boy. A cute little summery feeling rocker. Some of her vocals sound a bit like Gwen Stefani on this track. It was kind of unexpected. 
Also kind of an ABBA feel to it. It's a wild track. You know, you said about how there's some Gwen Stefani sounds, especially in those monster hits. I would say that you could trace some of those back. Remember, like I said, when we did our pink draft, I mentioned Funhouse and some of the sounds she hits. There's there's some pink in Lady Gaga, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not just I mean, I guess you could say like the huskier voice when they sing like that. Sometimes that could be it. Oh, maybe. I think even stylistically, there's some there. Yeah, I'll give that to you. And then the closer, because we listen to the international edition, <laughs> Disco Heaven. Super heavy groove on this track. Should be called Funk Heaven, not Disco Heaven. Not a huge fan of her little rap break. It wasn't really needed and brought the track down a notch for me. And now knowing that Summer Boy was the actual closer on the record, I kind of wish we would have just stopped at Summer Boy. I'm going to be honest, Scott. Yeah. Until I did my notes, I because I don't remember Disco Heaven. Like when I was listening mm. to this this week, I was like, I don't remember this track at all. And then I realized <laughs> why, because I didn't listen to it before. Well, wrong. Right. It, it, it was probably on the fame monster that I did listen to. But oh, the y- deluxe. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Summer Boy should have ended the record and it did technically. But yeah, I forgot to look when we downloaded it <laughs> and I didn't tell you this week because I didn't know. So that's what yeah. we ended up with. Give me That's more Lady right. Gaga. I don't care. Tack on 15 songs. A little too long. I'll listen, I'll break it up and listen to it. But tack yeah. on 15 songs. And I'll listen to this thing. Right. So we got through the record, Scott. What's your top three? Uh, number three is Poker Face. Number two is AA. Nothing else I can say. And number one is Just Dance. Okay. I don't know if I would have saw Just Dance being in your top at all, let alone number one. But it, I mean, it's amazing. But I couldn't. I... For you, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, I just like how it starts off the record and gives you like a boost of energy and just mm-hmm. goes. And yeah. yeah, I think it was the first thing from Lady Gaga I ever heard. And it just kind of sucks you in. I kind of I yeah. kind of dig it. My number one, Brown Eyes. I fucking yeah. love it. My <laughs> number two, Beautiful Dirty Rich. Beautiful, no, dirty, dirty, rich, rich, dirty, dirty, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and then... Number three, just put all the singles in number three. I'll take all the singles for number three. Uh, all I the can't singles. break this thing up. I'm going to cheat like you do. And yeah. hey. Just Dance, Love Game, Paparazzi, Poker Face, they're all, they're all in there. They're all number three. I love them. I love, Got I love this record so much. I know Listening to it this morning, I was dancing while making tea. Like, I love this <laughs> record. I, I love Lady Gaga. There's another record by her that is much more instrumental based and much more vocal based that I that technically mm. should have been the one that I brought to you. But that one yeah. doesn't mean as much to me nearly as this one. So this is the one right. that we got. Yeah, no, that's good. So I got to ask you the question now, I guess, Scott. Yeah. Lady Gaga, the fame, throne, own, phone or groan. I have to go with a groan on this one. OK, there's just there's just two too much of things that make me uncomfortable maybe and yeah but hey it we've broken a lot of the things you've had problems with recently like we've gotten through some of those walls you could say this is the first step because i just threw you in the deep end i basically just like a baby and then i'm I'm snapping above the water of like trying to get you to come back up Like I threw you in your uncomfortable deep end with not only club music, not only electronic yeah. music, not only sexy time, all of them together. And yeah, you still found some things what... that you enjoyed though. Man, that AA track is fantastic. I really, really dig that track. And 
Like I, I'd phone that track and just dance. And do you think the the bigger hits are overplayed for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're still amazing, I, but they have been played. I so mean, often. for so long too. Is it like fifteen years that we've heard just dance and poker face? So yeah, it just it might be too much. But the, That's fair. the I got, dancing I got and electro pop was like, I couldn't get past that. Like I tried to do what you said and like focus more on the pop aspect than the yeah. club aspect of it. And man, it just like, it wasn't, I couldn't get past that barrier. Like, I couldn't break down that wall. Okay. We got, I got closer to a phone than I expected. I would, this was an expected groan. We've had some wins with yeah. you recently. I, I, I kind of knew what going in. You liked more than I thought you would. What you listen to, though, is is there anything in you that wants to listen to a different Lady Gaga record? Or do I have to bring one? The, the one show? that you whatever you said, whatever you said about more instrumental and more, more vocal focused. Mm-hmm. I, I could maybe do that because her voice on the majority of these tracks is really great. She has a really fantastic voice. Like I said, on. Uh, brown eyes she gets a little overly eccentric with it sometimes <laughs> yeah. but like yeah she has a great voice i just wish it wasn't mixed in with club bangers i don't know <laughs> like i know that's her thing but that that's what throws I mean, me off you a could bit. go almost to the other side of it and listen to the like the tony bennett record Oh, she did do that duet record with him, and that yeah. won the Grammy, right? Yeah, I think, um, I think so. But I, th- I feel like we'd get too much into the Liza Minnelli, Bette Midler vocals for her on that one. I, I guess, yeah, because they would be a little more old time yeah, Hollywood. Kind yeah, of show they're tune. more show tuny kind of. Yeah, I didn't have to argue as much as I thought I would because I was gonna really, I was I was ready to scratch and fight and claw. If <laughs> This wasn't the only thing you were listening to. What's your record of the week? Uh, my record of the week is a, a new record for the year. Uh, the band is Koyo, and it's their, I think it's their debut record. I think the one that it, I talked about them previously in an episode um, that was like a compilation of their EPs, but this record is called Would You Miss It? And it's fantastic. It's on the lines of newer. New York hardcore um, in that scene uh, in the I am the avalanche kind of vein so much so that Vinny Caruana is on the record as a feature um, and okay. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Okay, good shit. Uh, you you yeah. got and you got that. You had that pre-ordered and it showed up before the record came out, too. And you like, yeah, that's always fun. And you listen to that, which is crazy to me. Yeah, crazy. I, I've I've listened to it a lot this week and it's fantastic and i loved getting it like i love getting records that you pre-ordered like two three days before the actual release date and getting home throwing it on and like acting like you're in on something that nobody else is in on okay my record of the week is the album my first chemistry set it is the debut album by boldy james and producer alchemist Alchemist, yeah. And but you could hear the difference in Boldy. Like, because it, it came out 2013. So, like, it's 10 years old now at this point. Yeah. You can really hear how Boldy grew. And I don't just mean, like, as a rapper. Like, you can hear his voice. He's more of a man now, almost. Like, he still has <laughs> right. that same delivery. 
and he still has the same flow, but there's maybe less gravel with it. And there's Alchemist and Boldy James will be one of the collabs that go down in history as these two were perfect to work together. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and that, that record, my first chemistry set is great. It's, it's truly great. There's very few Boldy James records that I think are bad. Actually, there's none. I don't think I like Versace tape as much as the rest, but I don't think it's a bad record. I know you hate Versace tape. Yeah, it does not work for me. But I've yet to listen to a Boldy record where I wasn't in at least enjoying it. Like there are some. Oh, I, I don't sure. think I really fucked with that. I didn't fuck with that Indiana Jones tape too much. I don't think. I didn't really. That might either. be the only other one. That might be the only other one. Now I feel bad. Like I'm dissing the producer. Like I'm talking shit on that producer. But. <laughs> My he first works, set. He just works best, best with Alchemist. They they just work so well together. And after listening to a recent album that Alchemist did with Earl Sweatshirt, I think Alchemist loves the slow, deep rappers. Yeah. Like Alchemist yeah, loves putting because then there's more space for him to do things. Yeah, for sure. So, Scott, all that's left is for you to tell me what we're listening to next week. What do I got on my plate? We're going with the record. I don't really have much to say about it before we get into it, but right. I really enjoy it. The record is Young Beauties and Fools by the band The Glorious Sons. Sounds like a gospel record. <laughs> it's it's not that. I got into these guys based off of one single, and I really enjoy it. And I don't know how you're going to take them. So, Young Beauties I, and I'll Fools. be interested. 2017. Yeah. Yeah, it's a newer one for us. You know, I like that 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 album length. Whoo, boy! Let's go. Yeah, it's not a long one. It's tight. It's tight for you, boy. Yeah, take that. Absolutely. Okay, Young Beauties and Fools by the Glorious Sons. Yes, sir. I guess if that's it, Scott, I can wrap this thing up. Yeah, I don't really want to give you too much about that one. I just kind of want you to dive in and see what you see. I'm excited to do notes on them because I don't know too much about the band. I look forward to maybe an hour from now getting a text that says, oh, hey, we got to call an audible. I just did this. just did all this. Uh, we got to we got to do something. We got to we we got to do something because you do you do nah. your notes immediately versus when I do my notes, which is sometimes an hour before the show starts. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Young Beauties and Fools, the Glorious Sons. Yeah, buddy. Follow us on Twitter or X at AOLPod. Follow us on Instagram at AOLPod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Listen to something new. Listen to something you love. That's your homework. Homework. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Listeners, thank you for listening. Always. Are you listening? Are you listening? I know nothing about being beautiful or dirty rich. Because they all look like different fonts of the same person. We should go. Or, I mean, you should go. And I should stay home. Beautiful. Dirty, dirty, rich, rich, dirty, dirty, beautiful. She's talking about God. She's talking about God and Jesus' love. That's tight. It's tight for your boy.